Hey, and happy second trimester to me. I think I was officially in my second trimester over a week ago because I'm 15 weeks now, which is crazy. And I like to think the first, or yeah, the first trimester goes through week 13, but other people think second trimester starts when you hit the 13. I don't, it depends on who you're asking, I guess, but uh, it's official. We are now in the second trimester. So I wanted to do a first try recap, just kind of going over. I mean, I, I really did like a, I mean, I've taken you along the way, bringing you through my symptoms. And now that I'm able to see my first trimester from this point, I'm like, wow, what a feat, like what an accomplishment, what a mountain we just climbed, right? (laughs) It was not easy getting here. And yeah, I just wanted to touch on a couple of like the most commonly asked questions that I got my first trimester and where we're headed, you know, where are symptoms at now? What's next on this baby train? Like, (laughs) oh, let's refresh. Like, it feels like a refresher course for me. Like this whole pregnancy has been a reminder of what it was like to be pregnant because it's amazing how quickly you forget. Like some of the things stick with you. Like the nausea, let's use for an example. I didn't forget the nauseous feeling, but when I experienced it this time around again for fourth time, technically fifth time, I've been pregnant five times and I keep saying this is my fourth pregnancy. I'm like, but it was actually my fifth. It's my fourth baby. (laughs) And I did have first trimester symptoms with that miscarriage pregnancy. Um, But anyways, I remember the feeling of nausea. When you're in it again, it is, it's, it's different. (laughs) Like you are in it. You're like, wait, do I remember this? (laughs) Okay. So let's start with, I just want to talk about the differences because I definitely think this pregnancy has been slightly different than the others. And I can't put my finger on it. I'm like, is it because A, it has been so long and I've forgotten the symptoms and I've forgotten what it feels like. You know, this has been, we're going on four years since I found out when I was pregnant with Blake. My first trimester was like um, October through January. That's when I was pregnant with Blake, my first trimester with her. So we're coming, it's mid-September, mid to late September right now. So four years, which is crazy. I'm like, wow, go so fast. Anyways, um, so I'm like, do does this pregnancy feel different because it's been so long? I'm not really remembering. Is it different because I am older? At four year, I'm four years older. My kid, I have more kids now. My kids are older. They require different things from me. I know, yes, it was hard when they were babies, but it's also hard now that, you know, we got to get to school drop off and we got to get, they have, they, they tell me what they want to eat versus when they were toddlers four years ago. Are you kidding me? Ayla was three and she was happy with hummus and carrots for breakfast. Actually, that's what she liked to eat for breakfast. She was so weird, such a little weirdo. And Rosie was just drinking milk and snacking on yogurt, I think. But now they're big and they're hungry all the time and they make incredible messes. So maybe that has something to do with it. Another thing, I also want to remind you, every pregnancy is different, right? Like there are similarities, but each time our body like kind of knows what to do, but it might feel a little bit different. 
And I know gender that comes into play. People are like, well, my pregnancy when I had a girl was like this, but then when I had a boy, it was totally the opposite. I wouldn't say this is like total opposites, but there have been some differences and we're going to talk about that. So one of the main ones was I get nauseous in the evening, afternoon, evening, even now, currently 15 weeks, I'm still getting a little nauseous at nighttime. Actually, I would say, oh, it's just like, I'm like, I'm kind of hungry, but it's close to my bedtime and I don't really want to eat, but I'm nauseous. And now I'm in this position of like, I wish I went to sleep 40 minutes ago and didn't have to deal with this, but I'm awake and I can't even sleep if I wanted to. So that is new for me. I don't remember that at all with the girls. And yes, I do also get nauseous in the morning, <laughs> just in the morning, like, you know, when I'm trying to brush my teeth and like, I haven't had a sip of tea or a banana. Like those are my two things I have to have every morning. You know this. So we'll see when that goes away. But yeah, so I've had morning sickness, but also nighttime sickness now. Strange. Um, okay. I, I got a cold sore, which I talked about in last week's episode, which is <laughs> so lovely and a migraine. And you know what I did? I said to Justin, I was like, we were, when we were up in Massachusetts, we passed by this casino called Encore, which he had brought me to as part of like my Christmas gift four years ago when I was pregnant with Blake in my first trimester, we went there and I got a killer migraine. I thought it was from all the lights because it was like Las Vegas in there with the flashing lights and the slot machines and everything was a screen. I thought that's what triggered my migraine. And then I was calculating how far along I was. I was like, babe, I was exactly just about how far along I was with Blake that like, (laughs) so this migraine that just happened recently to me, I was what, 13 ish weeks, this pregnancy. And I got a migraine and it knocked me out. The same thing happened when I was pregnant with Blake at the end of my first trimester. I don't know what it is or what hormones were shifting around in my body, but I'm seeing a pattern. I'm like, that is not a coincidence. I think there's something there. And then I also immediately upon following the migraine, I got a cold sore. So I'm like, there's something hormonal happening. My body is changing. I see similarities, but also the cold sore is a little bit different. So mm, a little interesting. Um, Other differences... Um, my belly is growing a lot faster and I honestly, I'm like, I don't know if I'm like, okay, definitely my first pregnancy. I did not show until like 25 weeks, literally. Like I could have hit it longer if I wanted to, but I didn't even tell people I was pregnant until I was about, I think 16 or 18 weeks. And then I could have concealed it even longer. Um, this time around it. I, I could also still conceal, but it, I would be so freaking uncomfortable. Anyways, my belly is growing faster, but I do think, so with my second and third pregnancies, I did show a little bit sooner. I wasn't like in mid second trimester, right? I was definitely my first where I was like feeling a little pudgy. That's the word I like to use. So um, you, I kind of gained weight. In my first trimester, I put on a little bit, you know, of weight and my, and my belly obviously just feels bloated 
for, you know, obvious reasons. And, um, but then I hit my second trimester and I like start to, I feel better. I feel like I look better. My belly has more of like a shape to it than that pudgy bloated, like bubble. I feel like I have going on. Um, anyways, I have had to hear so many times how big I am. I actually got the word, wow, you're huge. I'm like, that's what we call people huge. Like, can you not? And I try to be like mentally, I'm like, I am strong. Like that doesn't bother me, but I'm like, oh my, and I think it might have to do with the hormones and my emotions, but it was bothering me. It was bothering me real bad. I said to Justin, because it's at the wedding weekend, I was like, if one more person tells me how big I am or how huge I am or how large my belly is for so early on, I'm going to freak out. It was, my hormones were going to kick in and I was about to fire back some insults about other people's bodies, which is not okay. (laughs) And that's like fighting fire with fire. I don't recommend it. I do recommend, however, complimenting a pregnant woman using positive words. So if you feel called to comment on a pregnant woman's body and you're looking at her belly like, wow, it's so round and big and perfect. I would just condense that to you look so good. (laughs) Like literally leave out any details because the way you're thinking it in your head is and saying it out loud is not going to be received the way you think it is. Just going to just gonna put that out there, okay? To a pregnant woman who's already hyper-conscious and hyper-sensitive to her body and how it's growing and changing, she does not want to hear the fact that you're even thinking about it, okay? Just say she looks great. Ask her if she needs anything. Ask her how she's feeling. Can I get you some iced tea? Would you like a glass of water? Are you hungry? come have a seat. Like those are the kinds of (laughs) things that you should say to a pregnant woman before engaging in any other conversation. But when we're talking specifically about her pregnancy, that's what we're, we're we're asking questions. How are you feeling? I should be more specific. There's other questions you shouldn't ask. Like how much weight have you gained? Like we're not asking those kinds of questions, just very general. Like let her tell you how she's feeling and what she needs. That's it. And then a compliment, like you look great. You're doing a great job. All right, moving on. (laughs) Okay, we're going to move on to first trimester. Do we have a gender? Do we have a name? No and no. We, I still am on the fence. Do we find out the gender? I know I talked about this like in an earlier Q&A. I think we're going to find out because I had such a better bonding experience when I was pregnant with Rosie and Blake because I knew they were girls. We had the name. I, I felt like I knew the baby inside me where with Ayla, we didn't find out her gender. We didn't really have the name picked out. We were just kind of like, oh, we're going to wait, which was fun. It was exciting. But I didn't have that bond with her. And yes, it could have been because it was my first child. I had a traumatic birth. Oh, but I I, I think I want to know just for preparation purposes, like we got to, we don't have a nursery. We don't have the, the clothes. Like I literally don't have baby clothes. You would think like, this isn't your first kid, Kim. Like don't, you don't have any baby clothes. <laughs> Uh, no, we got rid of a bunch because it was so long ago when we moved and I just didn't want to pack up boxes and boxes of zero to three months and three to six month clothes for a baby that we might not even have. And then like, what if it's a boy and I have all these baby girl clothes? 
<laughs> it just like in my head didn't make sense. And I'm glad I'm glad we're starting fresh. It does feel good to start over. Like when we moved a couple years ago, it felt good to just like start from the bottom. Like well, we're gonna start fresh. Okay. So names. I have some ideas, but if we have another girl, we have used our favorite girl names. <laughs> there are a few like ones that Justin liked, but I wasn't on board with and vice versa. They might come back around. I, I, I'm not sure. We really do feel like this uh, pregnancy is flying by though. And we are kind of feeling unprepared <laughs> because we don't have all these things set up. We don't have name picked, name picked out, but we've got time. I'm trying to remind myself. We got time. Whew. Okay. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, with the gender, if for some reason I don't decide, which is trending right now, a lot of people aren't, they're not finding out and I don't know their reasoning for it. I have a feeling it has something to do with the whole, uh, the comments. Honestly, these are people online that I follow. It's not like my f- friends in person, all of my friends that I know in our like close circle, they all find out. They all find out. But online, these accounts that have a high following and online presence and they're posting about their pregnancy, they're not saying the gender. I'm noticing a trend. A few people are, but a lot of them aren't. And I think it could, maybe I'll message them like, what, can I ask you about that? Like why specifically? One person actually did tell me like, this is the reason why I'm not finding out the gender (laughs) (laughs) because I don't want to hear the comments about it. She has two girls pregnant with a third. They're not finding out. And then I have another friend who has two boys was pregnant with a third and didn't find out the gender. And I'm like, maybe, maybe that's why I'm just assuming, but it would be cool. I, I like the anticipation of it. And I do think once you find out, then you lose the excitement of not knowing. Not that having a baby isn't exciting enough. I already talked about strange, weird symptoms, like the cold sore, the hormonal things. I have also been, (laughs) I know I talked, I said I was like hormonal when I was offended by people's comments on my body, but also I've been hormonally like sad, (laughs) like crying. (laughs) I'm laughing at myself because literally I was at the playground with the girls. This is so embarrassing. There was a man holding the tiniest baby, like with not not a carrier, nothing, just in his arm. And she was so small and petite, like little newborn, fresh, fresh baby at this playground. And she's just wearing a onesie. So you can like see all her fingers and her arms and her limbs. And I was like, oh my gosh, how old is your baby? And he said three weeks. And I just immediately started crying. <laughs> I was holding it back so hard, but I think he could tell by the way he looked at me, like, what's wrong with this girl? And I didn't even, I wish I told him, like, I'm sorry, I'm pregnant. Like, I'm just emotional. He probably thought it was, like, the strangest thing. And I don't know if that was his, it mustn't, it couldn't have been his first kid. He wouldn't have brought a newborn baby to a playground for no reason. Like, he was obviously with a toddler or probably his wife, but um, I think I scared him by crying. I've also been crying during... Oh my gosh, different shows, movies, commercials. Oh, like it's it's rough. Like I feel so frail and like weak. Just I could cry at the drop of a hat. So that's been really fun. Um let's talk about workout changes because I I did have to make a shift. 
And I always say this in your first trimester, you generally don't have to modify any of your workouts generally, um, unless we're talking like hot yoga, you, you know, you don't want to be doing anything in an excessive heat. Um, you know, anything that makes you uncomfortable or feels, if you were feeling pain anywhere in your first trimester, for me, I know like bending over, like already I'm like, I can feel my stomach. It feels uncomfortable. It feels scrunched up. Like the baby is getting scrunched. So even things like deadlifts, I had to be really careful. Or you know what else it did? It felt like it was a trigger for my morning sickness, like vomiting if I leaned forward, which I know sounds insane, but yeah. Uh, Also, if you have a high risk pregnancy or your doctor advises you to just cut back or just stop working out, obviously you're going to listen to your healthcare team when you're in your first trimester or, you know, your entire pregnancy. You also want to avoid any movements that you're holding your breath or anything that causes abdominal coning or leaking when you're doing core work. You know, I think the first trimester is a great time to start incorporating pregnancy safe workouts because you're going to be doing them for the next nine plus months. Um, Yeah. And I don't think I mean, personally, like, I just don't see any need to really push myself in the first trimester. Not that I want to do that, but yeah. So for me personally, it was very difficult to work out because I was extremely tired, super nauseous. Oof! it was just the last thing I wanted to do, but I know the importance of it. And I saw this opportunity to coach myself, but also coach the other women in their first trimesters through workouts that are are going to help with that nausea and are going to help boost your energy and are going to alleviate some of those other symptoms and that they're going to feel good for your body. They're going to be safe for the baby. So I was challenging myself to come up with new workouts, which was really actually easy for me because I was like, okay, what's going to feel good for me today while I'm nauseous and I'm extremely tired. Okay. Laid back booty workout. Sure. Let's do that. Chill leg workout on the floor okay, I can do that. <laughs> that. Those are literally the names of the workouts that I created. Feel good booty, I think was one of them. Upper body boost. So I was making all these workouts in the first trimester. I had such a good time making them and they're st- like, you can do them if you're not pregnant. You can also do them in, if you're in your second or third trimester. So if you're part of fit pregnancy, go check them out right now. Currently, as I'm recording this, they're under a tab called new with a little star first trimester workouts. Um, you can do them if you're not pregnant, if you're postpartum, check them out. Let me know what you think. I had so much fun making them. I have been revisiting them. I love seeing them in there. And we are still currently working on the new schedule for the entire program, which this it's all getting a reboot and holy guacamole. When I tell you it's a lot of work because of the amount of videos and workouts and content that are inside of the program is a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. But we're working on it. We're getting through that. So that's kind of what's been going on with my workouts. I'm aiming for like four days a week. I've been throwing in like a nice either yoga or sculpt workout at least once a week in there. So it's been tricky though because I'm (laughs) filming my own, filming new workouts. But I was also trying to follow the Fit Pregnancy schedule, the current one in there, which is great. Um, But I... (laughs) if I'm following a schedule and I'm going to film a workout, I'm not going to like keep up with the schedule. So I've just kind of been picking and choosing based off of how I feel that day, which is something I encourage other 
moms and pregnant women to do. Like the schedule is just there for a guide. But if you see legs or like (laughs) leg day or lower body and you're like, oh, you know, I just really want to like get a good stretch in today, maybe like an upper body sculpt, click around, find something that sounds good. But if you just need the accountability and you don't want to have to think about it, that's what the schedule is for. So it definitely, my workouts definitely changed because I was following more of like abs after baby and my mom fuel workouts and I was pushing myself prior to conceiving. But during the first trimester, that was not a priority. I'm not trying to push myself. Okay. I'm not trying to push anything. We are trying to lay down and relax. <laughs> so um, yeah, my workouts have shifted a little bit, but in a good way, like in a way that is complementing what my body needs right now. And I like that for myself. I like, I don't, oh, the thought of like pushing through. No, that could have been really harmful for me. (laughs) We need to scale it to where, where I'm at and where I need to be. I have had the strangest cravings. When I'm telling you (laughs) like food that I don't ever eat, I was like, oh my God, I need that right now. And our bodies are so crazy. I say like in pregnancy, pregnancy intensifies everything. It just makes everything go off the scale of one through 10. Like emotionally you feel it when you feel like angry, you feel really angry. When you feel sad or happy, you feel really happy or really sad. When you feel tired, you feel extremely tired. When you're needing, when you feel nauseous, it's like off the scale. Everything is. So everything is just felt so intensely, including cravings. Like the thought, the like craving to like eat taco pizza was when I I used to get this taco pizza like growing up as like a teen and I remember it was like mine and my mom's favorite pizza from Espresso's in Fitchburg Massachusetts so good I for some reason when we were Massachusetts I was like oh my god I need Espresso's taco pizza right now like I can taste it I can taste it in my mouth like I can taste the spice and the lettuce on top. And oh my gosh, I just need espresso's taco pizza. It just sounds so good. But the fact that I could taste it and like every craving that I had, like I was ready for it. Like my body was like, ooh. And I don't know. (laughs) Is this crazy? Like didn't normally when I have a craving not pregnant, like can I taste the food or is this just like a pregnancy thing? So that was one of them. Taco pizza was a craving enchiladas, which I have, I think my mom used to make them. That was like one of like her, my mom baked and cooked all the time growing up. Um, and I'm pretty sure we had enchiladas a handful of times. Um, but yeah, anytime I see something on Instagram, someone posts a recipe, I'm like, Oh, that sounds so good. So taco pizza, enchiladas, my iced tea with lemon, which I wouldn't, I don't know if that's like necessarily a craving or something that I just started drinking every day and I really liked it. I kind of craved it. I guess you could say I craved it. Fruit is always one of my pregnancy cravings every time. Just like a fresh cut cold watermelon at the perfect like pink red color and the perfect texture. When you bite into it, it's like crisp. It's almost got like a crunch to it. So watermelon for sure. I crave that. Um, and like peaches, grapes, green grapes. I've been loving my fruit. Also, like I've been craving like a burger. <laughs> I don't eat burger. Well, I just haven't had like a act, act, like a real red meat hamburger in a long time. 
and now that I'm talking about it, it sounds so good. Pickles, which I know is like such a common pregnancy craving. And I wouldn't say, you know what? That's another one that's like, it, it wasn't like a craving like the taco pizza. It was just like, ooh, pickles sound good right now. They just sounded good. I've been making a lot of charcuterie boards or charcuterie snack plates, mostly at night because I'm having that nighttime nausea. So I will make, I'm not like, I'm not super hungry. You know, I had dinner. It's, you know, getting close to bedtime. So I would make like a couple crackers, a couple pieces of my dairy-free cheese, pickles, olives, very like salty. Like we got all the saltiness on there, some nuts. And would I put any, I'm trying to think what else is on there. It, it depends on the night. You know, we just rotate through whatever we got in the pantry, whatever we got in the fridge would go. Oh, I like these jalapeno stuffed olives. I found them in my pantry. I have no idea where they came from. And, and then on my next grocery order, I found like an organic version of it. That was way better. Jalapeno stuffed olives. So it's got spicy, it's got salty. So we've been loving those too. Um, other cravings, nothing really insane, but there have been things that have been really satisfying, like creamsicles, popsicles have helped with my nausea because it's got that like crisp coldness. Okay. So that's, that's really all I had for cravings. And then adversions, I hate the smell of garlic. I really don't like it. Most meats sound not great. And like, I don't eat a ton of meat anyways, but even like salmon, as which I normally like, but salmon always, like anything fishy, like I'm new to fish, like within the last like 10, you know, maybe longer than 10 years, but like I've been eating fish as an adult and I had to like baby, baby step my way into seafood. It always kind of weirds me out the consistency of fish. So when I'm pregnant, I'm like, <laughs> I am even more <laughs> like sensitive to, to that. That's a little like creeping me out. But yeah, I would try to have salmon. It would have to be like like in a, I can never eat fish in just a, on a fork. It needs to be served with a crunchy vegetable and like a rice or something. So yeah, fish was hard to eat. Um, overly sweet foods, like um, even like a cake or cookie, like desserts. That just sounded terrible oatmeal, things of that texture did not sound good. I actually just had oatmeal for the first time in like months and it was okay. It was okay, but I wasn't feeling nauseous that day. And it wasn't like something I was like, yes, oatmeal. <laughs> I literally just made it one night. Cause I was like, this will be easy to have for breakfast. And I, I, I ate it. It was okay. Okay. Any other weird symptoms that we've been having this first trimester? I don't know. The, the nighttime nausea is the weirdest thing. The cold sore and the migraine were, I wouldn't say weird, but they were annoying pregnancy symptoms. Let's talk about body image. I know I talked about the comments, but it really has been, it's weird. I go back and forth. That's part of the pregnancy. It's my hormones. I'm just going to blame it on them. <laughs> but sometimes I'm like, I got, I'm pregnant and I look great. I feel good. This is not every day. It's some days. I'm like, oh my gosh, my belly's so cute. I'm like so proud of it. And then I'll have another day where I'm like, I just found this girl on Instagram and she is 18 weeks pregnant with triplets and her belly is smaller than mine. She's tiny. And I, and it's not her first pregnancy. It's like her second. And she's got three babies in there. And I'm looking at her like, what? 
why what's wrong with me why am I so large and in charge and everyone's reminding me and I look like I'm entering my third trimester and I am not even close (laughs) so then I spiral and and then like I get the comments I'm like oh my god it's so big like oh it's hard and then I start to think like what what, what's happening so the comparing myself has been hard and I this is it's so frustrating because I'm like this is something I talk about all the time don't compare yourself easier said than done easier said than flipping done because when you're inundated with photos of other people and this doesn't have to be when we're talking about pregnancy this could be talking about like motherhood our homes, what we're wearing, what we pack our kids for lunches. We're constantly viewing something. It's nearly impossible not to, not for your brain to associate that photo with what you pack your kids for lunch or what you're wearing or how your house is decorated or what your bump looks like. Like our brains are just conditioned to find similarities and then find differences. That's truly what our brains are constantly trying to do. So... (laughs) When I'm seeing these other girls and I'm like, oh, she looks really cute. I don't look like that. Or, you know, like, oh, look, at she gets dressed every day and like has a super cute outfit for her bump. And then I'm over here with my week old hair that needs to be washed. And um, I have no energy. I can't wear pants. That's the only reason I've been wearing dresses is because they're not, com- pants are not comfortable. Nothing fits. Nothing looks cute. Anyways. So yeah, it's been hard. It's been a struggle, but I also think this is very normal. It's very common. A lot of women experience this, not only during pregnancy, but throughout their entire lives. Um, but pregnancy specifically, because we are that we have that hypersensitivity and hyper awareness of how our body is growing and changing, and it's uncomfortable, and we might be seeing our body in a way that we've never seen it before, in a different shape that has never been shaped like before. It's been it's been hard. I allow myself to feel those feelings of, it's kind of sad. <laughs> but then it's it's crazy how I can just flip a switch and be like, no, I feel, I feel fine. I feel great. I know my baby's healthy. Like, can we just be excited about that? Like, I am actually pregnant. Like, that's a miracle in itself. Like, I know so many people that struggle with infertility. I cannot be sad about what I look like in my first trimester. Like, that just sounds so ungrateful of me. And I... And I, I'm, I have that awareness of it. I'm like, wow, I am actually really lucky to be pregnant and to have a belly that's growing really fast. Like this is a good, this is all good stuff. So that's a first trimester recap here. It has been one through 10, let's say like a six. <laughs> oh man, I was just so tired, so nauseous. And it was rough. It was rough, but I feel like I didn't post enough about the struggles on Instagram. I feel like you saw my workouts and just me showing up when I had the energy to. Maybe I need to do like a little recap. <laughs> like, here's what you didn't see in my first trimester. It's all pictures of me like in bed and the girls have my phone taking pictures of me sleeping. Because that was the reality. <laughs> like, I mean, it's all the reality. I It's crazy how... You can be both this and that tired and productive or sleeping, but also getting workouts in four days a week. Oh, nauseous, but also a present mom, but not a present mom on those times when you feel terrible and also showing up for your community. So it's just been a lot over here. 
And I have high hopes. Second trimester is already looking good. I am, I'm ready, but I'm also scared because, oh my gosh, that was it. That was my last first trimester. That, that was it. We're just gonna never have that again. Okay. I'm kind of sad thinking about it. Well, thank you for joining me for this week's bump date. I really appreciate you listening in, being here. If you feel called to leave a rate and review, you can rate with a, with a star. Like how many stars would you rate this? And then you can also leave a review if you have something nice to say. If you enjoy tuning in every week, I would love to hear back from you. I read all those reviews on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and you can always DM me over at Your Glowing Podcast on Instagram. All right, I will talk to you soon. Thank you for being here. Bye.